Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back again with all of our listeners. Wonderful to have this opportunity to, once again today, as we try to do each day, Monday through Friday, on Search the Scriptures, do exactly that. Get into God's Word, open His book, study a little bit deeper, a little bit further, learn a little bit more, and grow in our faith, deeper and fuller and stronger, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. So as you study with us each day, your faith should be growing, it should be developing, and it should be bringing you closer to God. Our prayer for you is that you will make up your mind to come to God all the way, His way, through Jesus Christ, His Son, your Lord and Savior. As you repent of your sins, confess your faith openly in Christ as God's Son and your Savior, and also as you surrender to Him in baptism for the remission of your sins. The blood that he shed on the cross at that point will cleanse you of the guilt of your sins, Acts 22 and verse 16, and Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. You will be reborn spiritually, John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5. You will be made a new person from a spiritual perspective, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. You get that new start on life, literally, spiritually, a new start, a do-over, a new beginning. Now, how great is that? And God offers all of that to you. Forgiveness, redemption, salvation, eternal life with him and Christ and the Holy Spirit in heaven for all of eternity, forever and ever. Again, what a great, great blessing that is. We want to help you get there. We want to help you get to heaven. And we do pray for you. We really do. Now, let me encourage you. Go to our website and encourage other people to listen to this program. If they can't work it into their busy schedules, then go to them or ha- encourage them to go to our website at churchofchrist.com. Churchofchrist.com. Scroll down the home page to the podcast button. Click on that. In about one minute, literally, they can sign up for our podcasting. Now, you can do this as well. It is free. It always will be free. We're not after your wallet. We want to help you get to heaven. We want to help as many people as we can get to heaven. When you sign up for our podcasting, you'll automatically receive all of these programs on a daily basis to your smart device, whichever one you choose, your smartphone, your computer, laptop, tablet, pad, whatever it might be. And you'll get a whole lot more. You'll receive all of our sermons as well all of our Bible studies, and a great daily, seven-day-a-week, short Bible study that we call today's Bible class. It's about 12 or 13 minutes each day. We can slip that into our busy schedule, can't we? Pull it up in the podcast, listen to it, maybe while we're driving to work in the morning or driving home in the evening after work, or maybe doing some chores around the house. But these are tremendous opportunities with resources to get into God's Word and grow in your faith. So take advantage of them and encourage others to take advantage of them as well. We really do hope you will. You know people in your life who need to turn their lives around. Maybe you can help them along that line by encouraging them to sign up for our podcasts. At the end of the program, we'll tell you how to contact us. Have a pencil or a pen and a piece of paper ready. Jot down that information and then contact us. Ask for the free Bible study that we always offer. We'll take care of the postage. You can also receive a copy of today's program on CD. And again, it's free. 
and we'll take care of the postage. All of these study materials are free. We, again, we're not after your wallet. We want to help you get to heaven. We are in the middle of a study asking a very, very pertinent, important, and profound question. Are you ready? Are you ready? Now, we talk about how we make so many decisions on a daily basis. Many of them we barely give thought to because they're just kind of routine, everyday decisions that we have to make. What are we going to wear today? What are we going to have for breakfast? What are we going to have for lunch? What are we going to have for dinner? You know, what color shirt am I going to put on? Uh, Do I need gas in the car or not? Uh, It goes on and on and on. But then there are life-effecting choices that we have to make, decisions we have to come to. Uh, Am I going to go to college or not? What is my career choice? Am I going to rent an apartment? Am I going to buy a house? Am I going to get married? To whom am I going to get married? Are we going to have children? How many children? Are we going to live in this part of the country? We're going to move away? All kinds of decisions like that. In some cases, it may be a choice as to whether we are going to opt for surgery for a particular medical need in our lives, or are we going to put it off? You know, again, all kinds of life-affecting choices and decisions that we are called upon to make on an ongoing basis. Now, they are not always everyday choices, but they come along pretty regularly, and they're choices that basically everybody has to face and make. Well, we need to recognize first, as we pointed out from James chapter 4, verses 13 through 16, that life is short. When you're talking about all of eternity, life is short. James compares it to a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. You might think of fog in the morning, and it's pretty heavy, pretty dense. You may not be able to see across the street, but within just an hour or two or so, it's gone. You can see clearly again. Well, he says that's what life is like. Very brief when you're thinking about existence or the world or eternity, it's not even the snap of a finger of the fingers or even the blink of an eye. But we need to be ready every day in our life to face whatever life throws at us and whatever decisions we need to make that will be life-affecting decisions. And ultimately, we're going to have to make eternal-affecting decisions. We're going to have to make up our mind. Are we going to follow God or are we going to just walk our own way. There are consequences to walking our own way. God's not going to make you follow him, but he offers you all of those things that we talked about at the beginning of the program. Forgiveness, redemption, salvation, eternal life through Jesus Christ. He offers you all of that, an eternal home with him in heaven. But you have to make up your mind. You need to be ready because one day, as we noted, In Matthew chapter 24, verses 36 through 44, the Lord's coming again. When he comes again, it will be the final day of judgment. And that will be the day on which God will bring this world as we know it to a close. Those who are ready for that day, now did you get that? Those who are ready will meet the Lord in the air, be with him for all of eternity in heaven. Those who are not ready will suffer the consequences of eternal condemnation in hell. Are you ready for that day? 
In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 through 6, we looked at this particular text last time. Let me just read through that again. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 through 6. The Apostle Paul is writing this to Christians, and basically he's assuring them and reassuring them that the Lord is coming and that those who have already died in the Lord, well, they're going to see them again. They'll be with them because it, if they continue to walk faithfully themselves, but the Lord's coming, and it's, gonna, it, it's going to be a day. You can be assured of that, but we need to be ready. Concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. Now, that's not to put a negative connotation on the Lord coming on that final day of judgment. It's simply saying that he's going to come at a time that we don't know. And Jesus actually said that himself back in Matthew chapter 24, verse 3 and verses 36 through 44. He said even the angels don't know what day that will be, but only God the Father in heaven. So Paul says again, the Lord's going to come at a time when the world generally speaking, is unaware, not expecting it, as a thief in the night. When they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them, as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. So many people live in a sense of self-security, or maybe they just ignore the insecurity of their lives and just think, okay, everything's going on as normal. Sun went, sun rose this morning. It's going to set tonight. I'm going to go to bed and have a good night's sleep. The next morning, I'll wake up and go to work, do my stuff, whatever is my daily routine. And it's just going to go on and on and on like that every day, as it always has. But one day, everything's going to change. Again, the Lord's going to come at a time unexpected as a thief in the night when a person is not expecting it to happen. He goes on in verse 4 and he says, But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. In other words, he says, you're not living in sin. You're not living in unrighteousness, ungodliness. You're not living in ignorance. You're not living in a state where you purposely close your mind to the fact that God is going to hold you accountable on that final day of judgment. No, no. He says, you are not part of that. You are children of the day. Therefore, let us not sleep as others, but let us watch and be sober. We're not living in the darkness of sin and unrighteousness. We know the Lord is going to come again. What day he comes, we don't know that. But we are assured, we have confidence that he is coming again. You know, the Lord's Supper itself Many people call it communion. As we remember the death of Jesus on the cross and his resurrection, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, the Apostle Paul says that as we partake of that supper, we are remembering his death on the cross and his resurrection. But he also says we are letting everybody know that he's coming again. He's coming back. That's a surety. Paul says in verse 5, You are all sons of light, sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. 
In other words, by being sons of the light, sons of the day, we're living in righteousness. We're living by God's teachings. We're striving to be good, faithful, dedicated Christians. And so he says in verse 6, Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. I want us to think a little bit about the idea of sleeping there. It's not the idea of somebody sleeping on, in their bed at night, their head on the pillow, getting a regular night's sleep. That's not what Paul is talking about. He says, let us not sleep. Let us not be caught unawares. Let us not be spiritually asleep. I'm afraid that most of the world is spiritually asleep right now. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, that most people are not on the right path walking through life, that most of them are going down the broad road of eternal condemnation and destruction. He said only the few are on the narrow pathway of truth that leads to eternal life in heaven for all of eternity. Nobody makes us take one path or the other. You choose every day which path you're going to walk. Are you ready? Are you ready? In 1 Peter, in 1 Peter chapter 1, and verses 3 through 5, we read this. Peter says, and he's writing this again to Christians, faithful, dedicated Christians, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope. Begotten us again means we have been born again. He has begotten us again unto a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Jesus coming forth from that grave cemented everything that he taught in his gospel message of salvation. Now, anybody could have died on the cross claiming to be the Son of God and the Savior of mankind. But Jesus arose from that grave. And that demonstrated absolutely, emphatically, and that everything he said and everything he did was by the authority of God. And so, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus, of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places and begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away. Now notice this, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Now a whole lot of people, they want that home in heaven reserved for them, but their life is not kept by the power of God through faith for salvation because they're not walking in faithfulness before God. They may believe in God, but they're not walking faithfully before God. They're not living in a way that they can have confidence that that home in heaven is reserved for them. And the day of, or the night of his betrayal, Jesus told the apostles this in John chapter 14, beginning with verse, uh, beginning with verse one, he said, "Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions or rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you." 
And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again that, and, and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. So Jesus told the apostles, and of course the message is to us as well, as his followers today. He went back to heaven. He ascended through the clouds, Acts chapter 1. The angel standing with the apostles said, he's coming back in the same way you saw him go. And here, about 40 days before that, Jesus tells the apostles, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Where is that? In heaven. I'm coming back to take you to be with me. If I'm going to prepare a place, I'm going to bring you to be with me in that place. He went and there he is preparing places for us in heaven itself if we will walk with him faithfully and obediently here in this world. So are you ready for that day? One day, either the Lord's going to come again or you're going to die. Now we hear about people dying all around us all the time, don't we? For various reasons, in various ways, that's a reality of living in this world. But one day it's going to be you and me, around whom our families, our, fa our, our friends, our associates, our extended relatives are going to be gathered, paying their final formal respects, mourning our passing. Or... If the Lord comes before that day, then we will be one of those whom he will be either confronting as being unfaithful or whom he will be meeting in, in the air as the righteous, faithful followers that we had been while still on this earth. Are you ready for that day? To either die physically or for the Lord to come again on that final day of judgment. Are you ready for that day? In 1 Peter chapter 3, in verse 15, we read this, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you, in meekness and fear. Be ready. Let me ask you, what hope do you have within you? What is the hope of your life? The assurance, the hope that is the assurance as you live each day and the days in the calendar tick off. What is the hope that sustains you, that keeps you moving forward, that keeps you maintaining a positive, expectant mindset? about what lies ahead. Well, Peter here says, always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you. Can you give people around you a sense of hope that you expect to be with God in heaven for all of eternity? Are you ready for that day to come? In 1 Peter 4, in verse 5, they will give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. You see, when Christ comes again, 
on that final day of judgment, he will be ready to judge the living and the dead. The living, those who are still alive on this earth. The dead, those who have already passed on, died physically. But every one of them, and every one of us who might still be alive on that day, we will all appear before his judgment seat. The Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body, in our physical lives, according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Did you ever do something when you were a young kid? You knew it was wrong? Mom, dad found out about it? And you had to stand there confronted by them? Take the medicine, so to speak? Were you ready for that time, that moment? <laughs> Not a happy experience, is it? That has no comparison to what it will be when the Lord comes again to judge the world if we are not ready for eternity, if we are not ready to stand before him and give account of all that we have done in this life, whether good or bad, we will have to give account. There will be no protesting at that time. There will be no atheists on that day, or agnostics, or skeptics. Everybody will be a believer on that day, because the absolute reality of our Lord and Savior will be right there before us at his judgment seat. There will be no more claiming it wasn't your fault. He will be the absolute righteous judge. Are you ready? for that day. Are you ready? Let's pray. Father, you have given us your word to guide us so that we can be ready for eternity. Please help us to pay attention to your word, to open our eyes to its truth, to learn those teachings and implement them properly and obediently in our lives, humbly so so that we can open our hearts and be ready for that day. May you be glorified as we do. Please help us. Please forgive us, gracious Father. In Christ's name, amen.